get discouraged in your walk with God? How many are discouraged because you know there are things that you're supposed to do as a Christian, and yet you just don't want to do them? You're like, I know I'm supposed to pray. I know I'm supposed to read my Bible. I know I'm supposed to love my neighbor as myself. And yet, if I'm being honest, I just don't want to. Or maybe it's something where God has told you to do something. God has asked you to start on a project or to take on a task. Um, and you know it's of God, and yet you just don't want to do it. And you have no desire to do it. And so then what ends up happening is you simply beat yourself up. You condemn yourself. You might experience some shame in there. And you wonder what's wrong with you. Why don't you want to do it? If it's of God and for God, why wouldn't I want to do it? Why is it so hard? Well, today on Danica's Spiritual Quick Tips, I'm going to talk to you about something you can do that, would, that might help overcome the obstacle of desire or lack of desire in this case. And I want to tell you about um, something a professor of mine said. I, I took a... Uh, a philosophy class called Metaphysics from J.P. Moreland, one of my favorite professors, also a favorite philosophy writer, apologetics writer. He's wonderful. Go check him out. Um, but one of the things that he said in his class that has stuck with me for years now, because I took that class a while ago, was he said, um, there are different types of desires. There are first order desires. And first order desires are when you have a desire for something other than a desire. So that could look like I have a desire to own a home, or I have a desire to make friends, or I have a desire to, um, I have a desire to get married. I have a desire to have children, or I have a desire for a specific type of career. So you can see how desires, first order desires in those cases are desires in which you desire something that is not a desire. That's a, those are first order desires. Well, here's where mind gets blown, okay? A lot of us don't have first order desires for the things that we know we should as a Christian. We don't have that first order desire to want to pray. We don't have that first order desire to want to um, give money to the work of God. We don't have a desire to love our neighbor as ourselves. We don't have a desire to read the Bible regularly. Um, we just don't have those first order desires. And so then we feel stuck and we're like, what am I going to do? And what we might end up doing, and this is okay, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but what we might end up doing is just having external obedience to that thing we're supposed to do. So we're checking the boxes, so to speak, of the boxes of prayer and devotions and, and meeting with other Christians and, and doing um, the things we think we're supposed to do as a Christian. Now, there's nothing inherently bad about that. It's just not enough. It's good, but it's not, it's, or as they would say, it's necessary, but not sufficient. Because ultimately, Jesus talks a lot about how he wants our hearts to be properly aligned with his desires for us. And so here's the thing I want you to really understand. God wants more than religious automatons who simply check the boxes of devotion and duty and disciplines. 
He actually wants us to be people who love the things that he loves, that want to do the things he has commands out of a heart that wants to do it. And so we find ourselves stuck, don't we? Because we recognize, oh, I, I do want a heart that is aligned with God's heart, and yet here I am, I don't have that desire. I am simply checking the boxes of external obedience to the things God wants for me. Well, here's where another type of desire comes in. And this is the quick tip. And I hope this helps you find a measure of freedom, a measure of hope that things can change. And they are called second order desires. So instead of waiting around for a desire to do the thing you know you're supposed to do, you ask God for a second order desire. You ask God to give you a desire to want the thing you're supposed to do. What does this look like? It would look like this. Let's say you know you're supposed to read your Bible regularly, but you have no desire to do it. Well, what you would do then is you would ask God to give you a desire to want to read the Bible. Notice the difference? So instead of saying, um, uh, just beating yourself up because you don't want to do that task, you don't want to read the Bible, you don't want to pray, you ask God to give you a desire to even want to do that thing. So it's a, it's a, like a level, a step below a first order desire. It's a second order desire. Give me a desire to desire is basically what it is. Give me a desire to want the thing I'm supposed to want. Give me a desire to want to do, um, to love my neighbor as myself. That is what a second order desire is. And so this is where we could, to marry that other quick tip I gave you about being completely honest before God, we can marry it with the second order desire. So what this would look like is you get to go before God and you get to be completely honest that you don't want X, Y, and Z. You don't want to do the thing he's asked you to do. You don't want to pray. You don't want to to meet with other Christians. You don't want to love a particular neighbor the way you're supposed to. You get to be honest with God and tell him that. You get to say, I don't want to. Now you might still be doing it, external behavior and all that, but really you want a heart that wants to do the thing that you're supposed to do. And so you would go before God, you'd be completely honest about why you don't want to. You could even spend time asking God, like, why don't I want to, if you want to get into some good self-awareness. But then what you would do is you would say, God, I want to want to, to pray. I want to want to give. I want to want to love. And you get to say that with God and you just get to ask God for that desire to desire the right thing. And guess what? God will answer you because those desires in a, are in alignment with the very desires God has for you. And Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name and according to what my father wants, you will receive. God gives us the desires of our heart when they're in alignment with his heart for us. So that is good news. You don't have to suffer and um, feel stuck because you don't want the right thing. You can simply ask God to give you the desire for the desire for the right thing. Isn't that good news? So you might be asking, well, what does this actually look like for you, Danica, when you have a desire you don't want to do? Um, you don't have the desire to do the thing you know you're supposed to do. What do you do? Well, there's been a couple times, I mean, there's many times, but there's two examples that come to mind out of my own life that I'll share with you. The first one is, I know that God wants me to work on a very specific writing project. Now, let me tell you, I do not like writing. I love talking. I love speaking. Can you tell? Um, I love being with people. I love public speaking. I do not like sitting down by myself and writing. And yet, I definitely 
know God wants me to do this writing project. And so I'm sitting here without a desire to write, and yet I know God wants me to write. So what do I do? I can sort of like uh, pull up my boots or buckle up or whatever that phrase is, what, pull myself up by the bootstraps, and I can just power through under my own strength, under my own self-sufficiency, one might say, and try and get it done. And yet that's going to be a slog. Now, I might still do some of that. I might still get started on the project. I'll, I'll lead with my body, as we always say in spiritual formation, and I won't not do the project. But here's the reality. Here's the truth. I want to do the project, and I want to want to do the project. I don't want to just sort of uh, suck it up. I don't want to do that. And so here's what I've been doing. I've been asking God to give me a desire to want to write. Every day, I keep asking, God, give me a desire to want to write. And slowly, slowly, I see my desires being changed. This is not a one and done sort of thing. This is a, I'm constantly going back to God and saying, give me the desire to want to write. And yet, he is answering it. There are days when I actually do want to write. And then I show up and I do the work. And it feels so much better than on the days when I don't have a desire, but I still show up and do the work. So that's one example. Um, a second example, this was a while ago. This was several years ago. Uh, my husband had a friend. And I didn't like this friend. I thought he was obnoxious. And I started to resent this friend. And I didn't like that feeling because, you know, the reality is, it's like, uh, God wants me to love this friend, you know, um, not that I have to spend, you know, a ton of time with this kid, but at the same time, you know, I should want to love him. And I didn't. And have you ever had that experience where, you know, you're supposed to love somebody, but you really don't love them. And in fact, you don't like them and you actually kind of like not liking them. Well, I kind of had that feeling. Have you ever had that? where if you are being absolutely brutally honest with yourself, you actually find yourself liking, not liking somebody and kind of reveling in all the things that you see wrong with them and really bringing to mind all the reasons why they're obnoxious and why you don't like them. And so you just keep mulling over all those negative things with this person. Well, that's kind of where I was. I was enjoying my not liking my, fr my husband's friend. And then I got convicted by the Holy Spirit, that that was not Christ-like behavior. And so I said, all right, God, well, here's the truth. I don't like them, and I don't really mind not liking them, so you're going to have to give me a desire. You're going to have to change my heart in this. You're going to have to give me a desire to want to love my husband's friend. And because this is a desire that's in alignment with God's heart for me as his daughter, as his follower in Christ— God changed my heart until one day this friend showed up and without me having to try, without me having to like run through all the scenarios in my head which says, these are all the reasons why you need to love him and these are all the reasons why he's not so bad. I didn't have to do any of that. It was just as if there was a supernatural desire in my heart to love this person the way Christ loved him. And it doesn't mean that I ignored all the things that made him obnoxious. It doesn't mean that I thought he was an awesome person to hang out with anymore. It was just that I could see him the way Jesus saw him. 
And seeing this person the way Jesus saw him, having that desire to love him the way Jesus loved him, um, was transformative for me. It made all the, the things that were difficult about this person, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, I could handle it. I was able to handle all that stuff because I saw him the way Jesus saw him and how Jesus loved him in spite of all those issues, even with all those issues. And I was, and I just had this supernatural love for him. That is totally God. That is not anything I could have like bucked myself up to do. That was totally God's supernatural answer to my prayer of wanting a desire to desire to even love him. So I hope those two examples give you some idea of what this can look like and how God will answer you in those desires. And finally, you know what? You might actually be sitting here going, well, that's all nice, but guess what? I don't even want to want to the desire. Well, th then you know where you are? You're at third order desires, a desire to desire to desire the thing. And you can start there. You can. St God will meet you wherever you are at in your desires. He will not force, force you, coerce you, condemn you. He will not punish you for not having the correct desires right now. He will work with you where you are at, just like he worked with me. So I hope that gives you some confidence. I hope that gives you some hope that things can change in your life. Thanks for joining me today.